Welcome, friends, to Random Number 126. That's right, episode 126 of Roomies and Movies. I'm Ox. That over there is Luke. And this week, we're bringing you a whole slew of new things. Uh, we're done with Titans, finally. Um, did you watch the newest His Dark Materials last night? No, I think I'm done with that show. All right, so I get to talk about it. Uh, we got Watchmen, uh, also the new Mandalorian. Uh, and then for movies, we got uh, Marriage Story that just dropped on Netflix, as well as Her Smell, Peanut Butter Falcon, and Fast Color. Um, I know you watched all those because you rented them all. So It's true. Um, any news before we jump into this whole hellstorm? No, I don't. I don't. I I don't follow news anymore. It's all bullshit, and meaningless. No bullshit me like that. I know you do. You're a um, bullshit artist. No, you're a bullshit artist. <laughs> bullshit artist. <laughs> so his dark materials. We get everything I wanted with this last episode. Uh, but you had to true. watch another stupid one before. Oh, I was like, did they true. finally do it's it? It's just a pain in the ass. Um, what a mess. We are getting the polar bear fight next one, I believe. But, uh, yeah. <coughs> Honestly, it was just a lot of running around. Uh, Lila literally was seconds away from getting her ferret cut off from her uh, until her mother found her. Um, then, then the gypsies came in and just started killing everybody. Uh, and nope, then they okay. escaped on the air balloon, which they finally used, which has seating for one polar bear, one uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda, whatever that dude's name is, uh, and then two little kids. Oh, <laughs> so it's like fuck off, Gypsons. We're out. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And it was great because like the Gypsy killed everybody. And uh, I was like, like, we still got shit to do. And they're like, well, I mean, we, we got what we got. Uh, you guys are on your own now. It was great. The witch showed up. No, it wasn't. The witch was pretty lame. Like, she just came and, like, it turned everything to dust, essentially. Dude, I don't care. And You're then, just telling me all this. And I'm like, I don't care. And then she's just riding on the hot air balloon. Like, guess what? I know you should be getting paid for all this stuff, but this child's too important now, and it's your problem. Uh, peace out. <laughs> and then she falls off the hot air balloon at the end. So dumb. <laughs> I don't even want to listen to you tell me about it. It was literally a conversation five minutes prior. He's having with a witch saying, this child is way too important, and you're bound by duty, blah, blah, blah. Don't let anything happen to her and like these stupid little creatures start crawling all over the hot air balloon the polar bear sticks his head out the side is like uh oh and then she just falls off the goddamn balloon I hope she dies even though I know from the period she lives but man that'd be a great ending to this show she's just dead whoopsie uh, apparently the ending is like these kids end up killing god so who cares? I definitely don't at this point, but now a fucking two episodes ago, I just want to be. I just, I'm just hate watching watching at this point. That's foolish. I you know didn't even is. finish fucking. 
you didn't even finish Euphoria, and you were way into that more than you were this fucking show. I know, and I hate it. I don't understand why you do this. I don't know. I just want it to turn out differently, and now that we're getting the polar bear fight, it's like, all right, I'll watch a polar bear fight, and then it's one episode to go, but I really don't care at this point. So care in six episodes. Why do this to yourself? Uh, I guess I hate myself too much. I Bingo. <laughs> Bingo. So if you like hating yourself, watch his dark materials. Um, jump from there to Watchmen, and we finally get the Doctor Manhattan episode. Yeah, and it's so good. It's so so good. Um, it's so weird. <laughs> that they walk around his form prior to taking his Calvin body. Um, but, like, it's shot really well. Like, it's it's a really fun, strange, weird uh, how they do it and how they explain, explore the concept of time. Like, I feel like they give enough information to people that have, that have no idea about Watchmen and, like, this is their first time with it. Um, but also trying on this new concept and like, it just doesn't make sense at the end, how he gets captured. But at the same time, like, he knew it was coming all along. So it's, I don't know, it's inevitable, but, um, how does it not make sense? Because he, he went and exploded everybody there. How did he miss anybody? Um, because he was only attacking the ones who were uh, a threat to a bot or a sister knight, whatever. Yeah. Or what if because he was predestined to know that he was going to get hit with a cannon, so he didn't explode the one behind him. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's what I mean. And then plus the whole chicken the egg situation. Um, it's called a paradox. It happens. It's fine. We can call it chicken egg situation because I like that a lot better. Um, so good, so damn good. Um, but yeah, I really love the uh, jumping around and explaining all the things that were kind of left to the wayside, and like even saying that I thought uh, Judd had more things to come of this story and like they're just like nope it's just at random that this happened because of the paradox and like there's no ties to anything so um I think it was cool that he <laughs> that Dr. Manhattan went looking for him because of all these things and like the explaining time how it works for him worked really well um I don't think we necessarily get that from the movie. Um, you do from the comic, obviously, because it's a different medium. But um, I think it's really done well here. And I love it is. And like, it. I like that part in the movie as well as I can, I suppose. But like, they don't get the 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 temporal spaces that the show gets into, like the comic does. Where like in the movie, it still tells his origin in a linear fashion. Whereas this, it really goes on to the idea of how he experiences everything all at once. Yes. The first conversation he has with her sitting in the bar 
And then uh, when they get to the moment near the end of the episode, it's like, damn. Like, for showing somebody that doesn't necessarily give too much emotion now that he's this ominent being, um, when he had that moment, I was like, damn, this is too fucking good. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's, it's so well done. And it's, and I know there's a reason why I particularly maybe like it. Um, and that's because it recalls some of my favorite stuff from Lost. Like, this is the constant, right? This is Desmond yeah. on Stuck in Time and telling a love story through it. Like, mm-hmm. it's just so well done. Yeah. And, like, now that I have a different Desmond, or Desmond episode, I don't have to worry about Lost so much. Um, like, uh, you shouldn't worry about Lost. You're a fucking idiot. But uh, Listen, I don't want to, but I think about it from time to time and I hate it. Because you love it so much. I know. And that's what I don't like, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's really good. It's everything you want. It gets the characters completely right. And it explains a lot of stuff, too. Like, this is, a, in the end, it is kind of an info dump of, you know, why did Hooded Justice go after Judd? And how did Ozymandias get put on Europa and who are these clones like it explains kind of everything that's been going on in the background within it mm-hmm. it's all character study but it's really crazy to think that well we only have one episode to go and like there's still plenty of questions out there and it's like it doesn't feel like we're gonna get a BSG wrap up like where everything happens the first 10 minutes and then we have 50 minutes of just hanging out with these characters, see what happened to them. Like, it feels like we're going to use up all that space to to finish out this story, which I'm pretty excited for. Um, I really think Watchmen are going to land on the suite right now. And to have the only season of it, because I don't think they're going to get a second season because I don't think they need it. Um, I'm really blown away by my expectations for this show. We're so low, but they've expended expediently grown with every episode like I can't believe this this show's gonna nail it like it's just awesome yeah and I don't quite know what's gonna happen still like I yeah. don't know what the end game is yet still yeah like I have a, an inkling of like a couple different things but like there's still a couple things that need to be wrapped up and like explained so I think it's just gonna hit really well at the end and like it's not going to be a fucking plug being pulled in the fucking head so maybe it is maybe that's why he was standing on the pool he's like I hope, is is. I hope this is a grand scheme it's just to fucking piss me off the last five minutes of the show I just set the world on fire uh, but no it's fucking fantastic and I, I've seen a, a bunch of people like this week like that haven't been on the Watchmen train be like well, let me know if it's good because I'm not going to watch eight hours at this point just to get to, for it to lay on its face. So uh, I'm excited for next week to fucking hit it out of the park. And then these people will be like, man, you guys knew what you're talking about for two months and we're fucking idiots for not watching. So yeah, uh, don't be one people. of those people and watch along with us for this last episode next week. So. Yeah. Because it's fucking great. And if it does fail, then you fall on your face with us. <laughs> no, that won't happen. <coughs> no, I really don't think so. So I'm pretty excited about it. 
Um, jump from there to Mandalorian. Uh, what'd you think of this week's? Uh, yeah, I've reached the point in the show where I realized they're not going to do anything in this season. And I'm kind of just like, okay, whatever. Like, it's fine, but it's nothing more than like Star Wars Adventure of the Week. And I wanted more, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of where I was with this episode, too. Um, I just watched it yesterday. So, like, I couldn't imagine having that, like, disappointment from this last weekend. Um, with this show doing so well and like, it's still fantastic, but like, it seemed like it was building something more than just escapades with, uh, Fett. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, yeah, it's cool that we go back to Moss Eisley and we were in the cantina on Tatooine, but I'm like, this episode's just kind of there, I guess yeah. it all is yeah. still fine. It's, it's it's I don't know. It's very weird. I need them to do something in these last three episodes, or I'm kind of like, what was the point? Yeah, but, it's uh, it's kind of weird that like we have a bunch of questions for what's going on. Like, why is Yoda so uh, highly sought after, and like, what's his big plan in this? And like, we don't get like any answers. Like, we're just following around Fat doing his thing. And uh, he needs fucking money for repairs, so he takes this odd job, and like he's so un, un outmatched, but for somehow he gets the jump. Um, but yeah, it's I still enjoy it, but it's disappointing knowing that it's not. It doesn't seem like it's building to something bigger. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it is, but it's just like it's not carrying that thread episode to episode. Yeah. Like, and maybe it's just that I've watched so much quote unquote peak TV that, like, I just, I, I don't need filler. I need narrative. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of like, don't waste my time. Give yeah, me something. And, like, that's kind of what it felt like when uh, she comes out of the ship with holding, like, Baby Yoda and, like, it's just cooing. It's like, oh, like, that's just what we've seen for like four episodes now like and yeah it's still fucking cute but like I just wanted more from this this episode in particular so um, <laughs> why this that's uh, weird just, they just, put these expectations on it well I mean just because the other ones were so great like it, I just felt like it would carry that throughout and like this just kind of seems weak relatively to the other ones um like we're just retreading ground we've set on, but uh, still great. But I don't know. It, there's just some odd about this episode that just kind of didn't connect. Yeah, yeah. It's still a show. It's three more weeks. Whatever. It's better than his dark materials. It's a thousand times better than his dark materials, and it's only a half hour, so I can't complain too much. It's true. It's kind of like I'm in and out. So jump from there. Let's uh, let's talk movies. Um, let's start with movies. Uh, Marriage Story because that was on Netflix and most accessible to people. Um, what do you think of this movie? I think it's very well done. I think it has great performances all around. I think. It's a lot funnier than it needed to be or had any right to be, but 
whew, man, is it a, it is a rough watch, like in terms of like emotionally draining, like shit. I don't want to watch ever again things, you know? Yeah. I think you put it, put it very, uh, neatly in that package. Um, I, I thought about it, uh, the high flying bird where it was a great storytelling narrative, but like shit, I didn't care about. Um, yeah, it was a lot like this movie, and like, man, the performance is great. Like Adam Driver, like I was about to text you last night. Like I really just don't want to fucking press on with this, but like anything with Adam Driver, I'm like, no, I gotta watch this because he's great and he fucking is immense in this movie for sure. Oh my god, dude, that scene when they're having the fight in his apartment. Oh my yeah, god, everything up to that point is like, yeah, that's good, that's good, that's good. But, like, that fucking fight, like, they just unloaded on each other. And it's, like, <coughs> no physical violence. But, like, for the first time, they opened up to each other and, like, just said what they felt. And, like, god damn it. Did it just take the wind out of both of their sails? Um, just fucking atrocious. The, essentially, the movie follows uh, these two as they're divorcing. Um, with this, the title being Marriage Story, I figured it was leading around to them getting back together. Um, but this is, that's not the case. Like, it, it literally follows their end days of their marriage and, like, through the uh, divorce process. Um, way heavier than I was expecting. Uh, I'm glad <laughs> it did have that humor, uh, and was funnier than it than it had any right to be, um, but goddamn, these performances are inc- immense. Like, yeah, that's the reason to watch it. It's like so well done and real. And it's crazy that like Adam Driver's character is essentially in the wrong the entire film, but you buy sympathy towards him because of like how well he portrays this character and the emotions that he's going through. Yeah, um, I honestly didn't think about that till like right now and like I felt like they both had their faults and I think it was it was mainly leaning on her because she didn't speak out but I mean until he hires his own assholes and like they're fighting it out in court at this point like I didn't realize that she had been speaking her mind but just was was essentially pushed pushed aside in the conversation uh, for her wants and needs but like they were doing yeah, especially, well, and, like, he didn't have anything to press away from. Like, they'd gotten comfortable, and, like, they both were all right with that until they weren't. Yeah, but, like, he, at least, like, in terms of, like, what she wanted and needed, like, it wasn't anywhere egregious or off-putting except to his own wants. And that, yeah. I mean, he is, one, he, you know, the infidelity and he was cheating mm-hmm. but too like look at like the conversations when he talks about you know we had a conversation about that or maybe we spoke about it he took it as a contract when it was stuff he wanted and it was just talk yeah. when it was what she wanted and he was not willing to like compromise anywhere and that's what led to this disillusion but his performance is so raw and you see the racked guilt through him, like on how he can't be there for his child and keep this together that like you sympathize with him more than like 
Johansson, who it seems more like I wouldn't say it's like indicative of like villainizing her, but like she is more comfortable. She has what she wants, so like you don't you don't inherently want to sympathize with her, even though she's probably in the right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, the performances like they get for these two in these this difficult situation, like. And not only that, but, like, the kid, like, doesn't seem to care enough, but, like, is there for the moments we need him. Like, when they walk into that lawyer's office and, and he's already been there with his mom, and, like, you see that the hoops he has to jump through now because, like, he could lose everything, essentially, because he just didn't pay enough attention to what he needed to do at the time. Um, what a What a beast of a movie, for sure. Um, yeah like i get why people you know there's a lot of hype of like you know best movie of the year best performances it's getting a bunch of top 10 lists for your end of the year stuff so like it there's a lot of hype going into it but like no it's it's really really good yeah and like there's even really subtle moments where like you would expect it to be a little bit bigger like when he cuts his fucking arm on accident (laughs) and then just like she essentially shoes herself out the door and like he's like oh gotta take care of this and then just falls on the floor it's like <sighs> it's like you just feel just as exhausted as he does at this point like but then that scene's also played for like so much comedic effect when like the door won't open and he's like trying to open it and bleeding over everything and <laughs> yeah it's it's crazy um such a good movie i I highly recommend it like even with me like i had no intention of enjoying this movie uh because like just the title alone like i just didn't think it would be something that appealed to me but like man these guys put their heart and soul in this movie and like it's so rare to get that from a netflix movie alone so um kudos to these guys it's it's really good yeah Basically, I was just like, "Ugh, I don't need to see another Noah Baumbach movie in my life." Like, just <laughs> his his stuff just like I get it, but like it's not my thing. But then I'm like, mm, I'll watch Adam Driver in almost anything. So, um, I think I've only seen Greenberg of his. Uh, have you caught his other ones? I've seen a lot, yeah. But it's just okay. like, like Francis Ha. I'm like, okay. I get it. And like the squid and the whale just like fucking left me uncomfortable the whole time I watched it. And it's just like, oh, God, like calm down, guys. Like, <laughs> yeah, it feels like he knows that that uh, moment to strike the, the iron for it. So, um, yeah. yeah, check it out on Netflix because I'm sure you have a, an account and you should just watch it because to see people going through shit like this. Uh, like, the storytelling is really well done, and, like, the there's some really great shots in them as well. Like, the whole movie's just immense. So, check yeah, that out. Very well uh, let's jump from there. Uh, let's talk about Peanut Butter Falcon. Um, okay. I knew you had wanted to see this. Yeah, I, I was looking forward to this. Like, I just saw a few friends be like, oh, it was great, and, like, I knew the premise, and I'm a big Shia fan, so, like, 
I was trying to get to the theaters to see this, but like it just wouldn't come around. Like it came to Mesa City a couple times for a week at a time, but like I was just too busy to get, get over to see it. Um, but essentially, the movie is is this adult with Down syndrome escapes from a nursing home, doesn't have any family. Um, he's legally uh, kept there uh, for reasons to for his own safety and whatnot um but he manages to escape and just wants to get to this wrestling camp um it kind of had water boy narratives like uh cues but like then he runs into Shia LaBeouf and he helps him along his journey and like his caretaker finds them um and there's some really sweet moments uh, throughout the whole thing. Um, I was genuinely surprised. Did you like it? I thought it was fine. Um, I I have some quibbles with it here and there. Um, I always hate it when something can't just like be something without having to acknowledge it. So like I hate when Chaz is like, yeah, it's like we're doing Mark Twain shit, and it's like I we know. Like, you're literally two people on a fucking raft. You didn't need to explain it. Um, But, like, it's just this weird series of events. It's very Twain-esque in that way. It's just these characters going through this area and having these little mini-episodes. But, like, I don't care, like, how much damage was done and all this. Like, I don't buy that uh, fucking... uh, Saul from Deadwood chase them for days down this river trying to get to them and like it's just really weird. I didn't buy that part of the storyline. I can. I've set somebody's twelve thousand dollars worth of crabby stuff on fire. Um yeah, no, that was that was essentially just for narrative effect, but um yeah, I loved the stuff that <coughs> excuse me. Um, their journey starting out and like them buddy palling around trying to get and like staying off the roads because they were both kind of wanted men at this point. Um, running into her at the gas station, not necessarily uh, admitting that he you know had seen her him, but wanting to find out more. Um, you get this really weird Shia like a, a guy you don't want it like he's just too shady uh you know his that's, his story that's the other thing I don't understand is like he's a very like I think he's genuinely hearted at, at, at inside but like he is kind of like the shady fuck up he's really dirty and like doesn't have a shit together and then like this nurse is like yeah, I'm going to spend one day with you and we're going to fall in love and we're going to run to Florida together. Like, I don't buy that either. Maybe you should try Love Out for every now and then. Because <laughs> it's genius. Um, no, I get what you're saying, but like, um, I think they played that up just enough. Um, like, when they get to the end and like, he handcuffs her in the car and like, they kiss and it's just a, a way to get her handcuffed to, to the steering wheel. Um, it's just, 
it's just a nice little cherry on top of the soul story. Um, it, cause it largely focuses on, uh, the Falcon and, uh, it's, it's crazy how much they make him the center of attention where you would think it'd be Shia, but like, he's, he's just an ancillary character to him. And it's, I love how they weave that in there. Um, and like, I loved how they talked about his disability and essentially made it his ability. Um, and then to the point where you get fucking Jake the Snake just kicking the shit out of him because he just doesn't care and like he's this this backwater hick. Um, but goddamn, I really enjoyed yeah. the movie. But I think it skirts that line real close of being like people with mental illnesses have superhuman strength they don't know. Yeah. Like it, it rides that line real you know, especially when mm-hmm. like uh fucking Sandman's all like that moves fake, nobody could do it, and then he does it. You know, yeah. it's just like oh. also it, we don't get any clarification. Did he I think he genuinely killed Jake the Snake at the end? <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. Oh yeah. Uh but it's funny because you get you get this build up at the end, and you're like, "Oh shit, you're just gonna throw Jake the Snake on these these guys coming to kick the shit out of Shia?" And nope, like shit just goes off of the hitch, and like he accomplishes what he wants. Shia gets what's coming to him, and like <laughs> we just end it there. And then they wake up, or they're in the car heading to Florida. Um, I think it's just a good way to end it. Um, yeah, I, I genuinely liked it and have been recommending it the last couple of days for sure. I just find it uh, <coughs> uh, uh, universally unsettling that it seems like every time we watch something in the past like month and a half, it's either had John jo- Don Johnson or Dakota <laughs> Johnson in it. It's like I can't get away from the fucking Johnson family. Listen, we just need more Johnson in our life, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Um, so let's jump from there and let's talk Fast Color. Uh, did you like this movie? Uh, I know you did. I, oh, you fuck yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> but did you? Um, yes, I did. Okay, uh, I enjoyed quite a bit about it. Um, this is a movie we've had on the list for a few months now. Um, just yeah, I keep forgetting. The, just trying to find the right time, and I think that we nailed the, the perfect time to watch this. Like, we don't have many superhero things we're watching. I mean, uh, besides Watchmen, but like all that stuff's kind of faded out from the year, essentially. Um, and like, it just was creative and like fascinating enough to hold me and like when we get to the superhero aspect I was like oh shit like I just didn't even realize that shit that stuff was happening um I felt like this is the movie I was expecting from our darkest minds um and didn't realize like it had put those pieces together until the end um I thought it was fantastically done goddamn like I I stopped immediately what I was doing and, and tweeted out like how much I love this movie like definitely on the top ten for the year for me for sure 
Um, I it was just subtly wonderfully done, and like I love the. I, hmm, let's back up and recap the movie a little bit. Um, essentially, this mom is running from people trying trying to capture her. Uh, the Earth is essentially dying. Uh, we haven't had rain for eight years. Uh, like everything's drying up, you had to pay for water. Um, and like she's on the run from these people trying to capture her. Uh, she's having seizures that are literally shaking the world uh, in her sleep. And she somehow manages to find her way back home where her mother has been taking care of her daughter uh, for eight years, I think. I would assume that ha- that's how old the kid is and that's how when she abandoned her or whatnot. Um, but then we see that these three ladies essentially have powers. Um, they can deconstruct things and construct and put them back together. Um, we don't get told that. Um, they do great. Wait, they do a great job of showing that. Um, and mm, but they also tell it. I, I, they do. Uh, but like when we're introduced to it, like the the cigarette vanishes, and like the mo- the mom puts it back together because she just is taking her unwind time. Um, and we still know that she's the daughter is kind of a threat, but we don't know why. So she's in the barn um, until the mom can bring the daughter or the the granddaughter into the fold and and tell her what's happening. I think it's really well done that way, um, letting this kid decide what happens with those two and like introducing them back, not like shoving them together, but like letting them know that they're there. Um, And then we get the more information of what's been happening and why they're after her and, and why this, this daughter is so important and her abilities and whatnot. Um, I think the way they explained the abilities tying to the, the title of the movie, the fast colors. um, And then when she remembers was the moment that I was like so cool and shot well like it it looked like a comic to me like the colors they were using and like the 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 shots they were they were doing with her and all the colors in the sky and shit like that um leading to a great little standoff um with her in the police department essentially uh, do you have anything else to add for all that? No, that's pretty much the plot. Do you want to talk <laughs> about themes and stuff, or just keep talking about plot? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. You start with themes. You're better. With uh, uh, first, first thing I would say is the granddaughter. I had to stop it like halfway through to be like, "What the fuck?" And I was like, "Oh, it's the fucking yeah, vampire, the vampire girl kid. from the past." <laughs> it took me fucking forever. <laughs> um. No, so when you go to, you were saying they show and don't tell. But the one thing that kind of irked me, but then I was ended up being okay with it, was that uh, when they're describing it, they actually have like 
this like mantra where they talk about you know like here's what we do and this and that and what's broken can't be put together and it's just like that's the theme of the movie i don't need you to like expressly say it because mm. this is a film about broken people and broken familial units that they don't think can be put back together what's broken can't be put back together but they are able to get past that and build these things and fix it so like i didn't need that to actually be their fucking mantra the theme of the movie but in the end i was okay with it um i think the the parallels of that you could say quote unquote power that they have their uniqueness uh can be a metaphor for uh women and and for blackness you know they both represent these things that Mm -hmm. make these people more powerful but are subjugated by the the others around them in society and how you have to fight against that um but like by the time we got to the end (laughs) excuse me and you know she realizes her connection stops the seizure because, you know, she couldn't remember her child. She gets back to it. And uh, the grandmother's passage in the book about how um, she remembers the back of her kid's head more than her face because she was always running away. She always ran and ran. And you realize, like, it's not running. It's them going to the future. And, like, that look back at the end, remembering your child's face as it goes on to bed, bigger and better things is, like, brilliantly moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think the standoff worked the best for me Um, when the grandmother uh, basically dissolves the guns and like I was waiting for just to explode one of them Dr. Manhattan style Um, we never get that because she's restrained enough to know that she doesn't have to take it to that point and like even though I think these these three could make a clean getaway uh gives herself up sacrifices herself for her kid um that has shown her, her powers seem much bigger than uh what these two have exemplified and like the rebuilding of the sky and like it starts raining because of her like um it's just such cool con- concept and like imagery like I just fell in love with the look of this movie um, and then just describing what was happening only, only heightened it for me for sure. Um, and then when she walks into the police house and it rebuilds the door that her granddaughter dissolved, like right in front of their faces, um, essentially shutting them out because she's accepted this um, to give her, her kids a better life. Um I want so much more of this. I believe it's being turned into an Amazon series. It is. I don't know if it's a sequel or a remake that's going to expand. I I don't know that far, but yes, it is going to a series. Uh, I'm down for any of it because I just love, I love the imagery that they put forward. And I think if they kind of take the creative licenses, like they've done with undone and whatnot, and like kind of keep it weird, I think they can do it really well justice was this book uh, a book series then not that i know of okay uh sure it's written nice uh in the the mom's from uh wrinkle in time isn't she she's the mom where the daughter escapes i think 
yeah, she's in something. Yeah. I've seen her in a bunch of stuff. So, but yeah, just uh, just a a surprising movie. I was ex- the first probably twenty minutes. Like from the poster, it looked like uh, Melisandre from Game of Thrones. So like when it when she didn't show up, I was like, oh, it is that the the daughter that we're chasing after. Um, and then I just settled in the movie and just like it's an hour and a half, isn't it? I Maybe an hour know. fifty, I think. But like, just a reasonable, fun little movie. Um, kind of the superhero genre that we've been living in, but doesn't necessarily lean into that. More about the family stuff that's going on and like the abandonment and like the drug issues and the reasons why she ran away and abandoned this kid. But like. The willingness to try again, um, all that, all that worked so well. Um, and then to throw a marriage story on top of that, it's like, ugh, it was a heavy week for sure. It, um, it was a lot of heavy stuff this week. So, uh, jumping from there to the last one, I was actually expecting Fast Colors to be the last one. Uh, I just watched her her smell last night, and like. As soon as it ended, I was like, well, that's the fucking last one we're talking about for sure. Uh, did oh, okay. you like this one? Uh, yes. Um, but it's another heavy one for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, essentially, we did get you hate a... it? No, I fucking love the shit out of it. I don't think <laughs> it made the top 10 list for me, but like, there's so much that I really fucking love about this movie for sure. Um, the way it's shot, like, <coughs> we start out and it feels very much like, um, a chaotic, uh, Birdman. We're like, we're just following these, these characters move through the space and like, there's kind of a narrative there, but we're just kind of in the background watching all this stuff unfold. Um, essentially yeah, the movie always- is following this. Uh, rock star as she kind of loses her shit and like <laughs> essentially thinks she's bigger and bigger and has built up to this monumental moment where like she starts her de-escalation um, and kind of breaks all these friendships that she's built along the way uh, by doing crazy and crazier shit and then we get a moment where she's turned the corner and has realized all this bad shit that she's done and has gotten it out of her life. Um, but like to stay in these scenes for half hour, 45 minutes at a time. And like, it feels so chaotic. And like, I hope that's what they're going for because they nailed the shit out of it. Um, yeah. Because the film is 220, I think. Mm -hmm. And it's five scenes. It's a five act play five scenes right you get the scene backstage after a show you go to the recording studio backstage before a show her home and then the reunion like you get the five that's all the movie is and like you said it feels like real time like it makes it uncomfortable and chaotic and just feels real that you just live with these moments for so long there's no cutting there's no in between it's like we're going to watch this person drink and get fucked up and possibly injure their child for the first 30 minutes. And just this chaotic, wild 
ride. And it's like, it's, is this the movie you are expecting from uh, the lead lady? I can't think of her name. Um, Elizabeth Moss? Yeah. I remember what you were talking about her when we were watching Us. And, like, you had felt she had been pigeonholed into this handmaid's tale. Um, and, like, we really never saw the scope of her acting ability. And I think we totally get that with this movie for sure. Um, I don't remember. I remember saying I don't like The Handmaid's Tale and I wish she did more in terms of like more work. Yeah. Uh, Cause I love Elizabeth Moss. Like I think she's fucking brilliant because of Mad Men. You know, I watched her for seven years on that and how great she was. Um, but yeah, no, she is out of control in this film and like the depths that she's willing to go to get to the, where this character is. Um, it's, it's so well done too, because like, she is out of control and like everybody knows it, but also everyone relies on her for support, like financial support, essentially. Um, you have the, the producer who's essentially placed his entire record on, on her persona and like this band keeping them afloat. Uh, the other people in the band don't think they could, do anything without her and then you have Dan from Legion who's tied to her with a child and can't which if I were in that situation there's no way I'd bring my kid around that mess but he wants her to be in the this kid's life so it's it's exemplary for him to do so but like man what a fucking ride yeah, because like you see, you because it's the end of it, right? Mm-hmm. You 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 realize that like all these things that you're seeing, it's been years and years of this that these people have been putting up with, just because like you said, it's they're along for the ride or tied to her and can't do anything else. Like when you know when her drummer goes off and you find out like she made a record with the husband and it's great and she can sing, but like she was never wanted that and was hidden behind and stuck attached to, you know, Becky, she, um, but like, <laughs> it's no more evident than anywhere in the, uh, the recording studio scene yeah. where her bandmates quit. And like, you just see her want to take on these, these kids who obviously, you know, or idolize her and don't know. And you just, you know, it's going to go down that exact same path. And you know, just how much can they deal the with the uncomfortable of it all? Um, like she, she seems like this perfect villain. Like she knows what she needs to do to get to the next stage, but like she's such a mess that she can hardly focus that energy. Um, but yeah, these new kids come and she loses her band, so she just adopts them, and like you get this really tensionable moment where they're like maybe we should get the fuck out of here because, like, the people closest to her just got the hell out of here, like, but also, like, when you meet your idol, like, you're kind of starstruck and, like, you would die for them, essentially, and, like, the, these these girls put it all in line. Um, I think it's a, it's a fun marriage of a movie because uh, Moss being one of your faves, like, and Cara Divine is one of mine, like, I think when they're on screen together, like, they do so well. Like, 
no other characters really stuck out for me. I guess Howard a little bit, but like, I think she just brought like this kind of balance to this new group. And like, she was kind of that she, uh, or the, uh, something she kind of momentum for their band. Whatever. Um, it drove me fucking nuts. When she was like, I'm the drummer, and you like her band, you know, the Acre Girls perform mm-hmm. a song for them in their studio. And you're like, okay, sure, it's a drummer and two guitarists. Okay. And then when they do the show at the end, she's playing a guitar. I'm like, you were the drummer in a band with two guitarists, and now you're playing the guitar. Fuck off. Listen, you need to realize that uh, musicians can play more than one instrument, and you need to just. Relax. I know, but it makes no sense that. You have two guitarists in your band, and they're just gonna sing while you, the drummer, play guitar. Listen, motherfucker, Make Iron Maiden sense. has three guitars. I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah, and then the drummer would walk out and play guitar instead. It's well, ridiculous. Fuck yeah, let them all play guitar. All the guitars. Um, um, no, but, but like, I like. This... Damn. I I like when you get to the end though, and you realize that she may have been like. It's performative, right? She doesn't know who she is. She was always this persona. But you realize, like, she may have been pushing it too far, but that stuff was always there. And that was a part of it. You know, like, when she's sober and she's talking about having dreams of another life where, like, she her husband killed the Native Americans and that's why she's shitty to him here. And having to have these pagan rituals before she goes on stage. Like, clearly it wasn't all performative some of that is still there it's just Mm -hmm. not in the extremes and i like that you know with so many in what this essentially takes is like a music bio through line where usually you know it's like they're great and then they fall down into drugs and they recover and they're great again and and they're not the same person she is throughout the whole film like that is all there in that character um man that fucking touching moment with her and her daughter at the piano like when she tears in heaven right uh it's it's some heaven song uh but then like danny and mary are just off to the side like it's i feel like they've been uh, they've had tied they've been tied to her life because of these outside things but they also very much realize that she is very genuine and genius at what she does when she does have oh, yeah. moments of of inspiration. Um, that's why I was so intrigued by when he hit the recording button when she's just on the uh, acoustic guitar. I was like, I was waiting to see something come from that. Um, like a, a down the road, like she did her own work and whatever. But, um, yeah, this movie just flows so well. Um, and then you get to the end. Like, I was genuinely fearful that it oh, was Oh, God, the tension to, is so yeah, real. Like, I was not expecting to be afraid for this character that we saw just fucking be tyrannical through this whole entire ordeal. Like, and to make peace with everything... And then they can't find her. I was like, like what? Like I couldn't believe that they would push it to that far. But the, the fact that they leave that door open, like, 
and you get and you feel it like I was just so fascinated by this whole fucking movie. So yeah, and then and then you get to that end of like she does perform and you know conquers these things that she was always scared of and and hid by behind with all this stuff and in the end it, it doesn't matter you know she gave it all in that one song and now she wants to be with her kid like you yeah. know there's that ending thing where she's like i'm done i gave it all it's yeah. so beautiful yeah i was like oh she's gonna do an encore because why wouldn't she but then like definitely puts her foot down and she's like no that was it and i was like like just taken aback like was not expecting such a heavy goddamn movie, but like, damn, this movie, so good. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, did this just come out like a few months back then, or uh, came out in like April, I think. Okay. Uh, definitely check it out. Uh, I would highly recommend this one for sure. Um, it it takes you places you aren't expecting for sure. Um, and the talent or the, the performance are crazy. Like what a great week for movies for sure that we put together. Like, ugh, so draining to watch all this in the last couple of days for sure. But <laughs> damn, so good. Uh, so yeah, check out it all cause it's all good shit. Um, do we have anything on the docket for next week already? There's a shitload of stuff in theaters. Is there? I think <laughs> I'm trying to think what's coming around uh, for me. I think we only have the main one coming. What's the main one? I wish I could tell you, but I'm blanking at the moment. Um, Sorry, I'm off. <laughs> uh, I don't remember is the thing. No, that's fair. There's a lot. The only one I'm like super excited for is I'm hoping I get Uncut Gems that opens oh. this week. Oh, the Adam Sandler one? Yes, by the Savdi brothers, the guys who did Good Time with Pattinson. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah I'm fucking on that movie. Also, we got the Ryan Reynolds one on Netflix. Oh, fuck no. Oh, fuck yeah. That's on the docket. It's Michael sure. Bay. Yeah, you got uh, it right, it is. I feel like if there's somebody that can kind of tame down Michael Bay, it's Ryan Reynolds. Oh, we're just gonna get another bad boys. This is gonna be ridiculous and kind of fun. So it's worth. We're already getting another bad boys, and Michael Bay wouldn't even come back for that. Listen, we're checking it out. So deal with it. Uh, I think Um, there's something else on streaming this week. Maybe I know I'm not gonna go see it, but fucking Clint Eastwood's new movie comes out. I know you're a big fan. I'm definitely not a fan, and I definitely don't want to see it. But, like, I... No, I won't. I will not see it. I said the same shit for Mule, and Mule was such a disappointing... What a fucking mess. Um, It's really strange, because he's... I'm tempted to see it, only to see what he fucks around with for the historical side of bullshit. Um, Well, like, I watched the trailer, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be you know, right-wing propagandists of how the government and the media are against the small man, and they're all mm. corrupt and evil. And I was like, don't want to watch that at all, regardless of fucking John Hamm's in it, and the dude from Itania, who was hilarious. <laughs> um, they've already had a, uh, 
couple lawsuits come out and like they definitely had to release a disclaimer that they took creative liberties with some of the shit and like the mom having sex with the FBI agent for details whatever like there's some real bullshit happening behind the scenes for this one and like and like the movie looks competent compared to the mule but also it's Clint Eastwood and I definitely don't want another one of those in my fucking head so <laughs> hell with it did you see fucking Playmobil what a fucking colossal flop that was I, I saw something but I didn't <sighs> look at it I saw it apparently made no money yeah I think it made like half a million like 600,000 oof Big loss. Uh, good. Shock. Lego or nothing. Because that shit's weird looking. And the answer is nothing. <laughs> uh, so yeah, watch a bunch of stuff. We'll come back. We'll let you know what we're watching. Or just click on the link and uh, be intrigued and entertained by our beautiful, soothing voices. Because I feel like yeah. we're both getting over our cold now. And <laughs> but, oh my god, dude! Like it's worth. My lips hurt so bad right now; they're so chapped. Uh, dude, mine too. Son of a bitch! <laughs> if I wasn't killing us slowly, so uh, yeah, yeah. We'll come back next week. We'll uh, entertain you for another hour. And uh, thank you for enjoying our time. Uh, <laughs> peace, love, pineapple, all that good stuff. Later.